Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for The Zone to be joined by former Razorback baseball player and current Diamond Hog color commentator, Bubba Carpenter. Bubba Carpenter is brought to you by Johnston's Home Center in Benton. Visit them on the web at johnstonshomecenter.com. Johnston's Home Center in Benton. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. Now, let's play ball with Bubba Carpenter. All right, Bubba, let's play some ball. How are you? Doing well, fellas. How you guys doing today? Buddy, we're pretty good, considering. Uh, obviously, we – I won't even say it, but you know what we wish we were doing today. Um, yes. Anyway, they play on. Here we've got two games today. Do you find yourself rooting against Texas and Tennessee, or are you pulling for the SEC today in that in that Tennessee-Southern Miss matchup? No, I'm pulling against uh, the SEC. I'm not I'm not that guy. I, I pull for the team more than the conference. Um, I want Southern Miss to win. Um in Texas, Stanford. I don't like Stanford or Texas, so I, I want them to get rained out. <laughs> I don't. What do you got against Stanford? You know, I I played ball with a guy from Stanford. He's kind of a douchebag, so yeah, <laughs> it's kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. Can I say that? <laughs> you just did. I love it. We usually uh, we usually say DB or Delta Bravo, but you can say whatever you want because you're Bubba. Um, My bad. No, you're fine. Let me ask you about speaking of Stanford uh, and DBs. Uh, was the coach a DB for leaving his pitcher in for 156 pitches the other day, or was that okay considering he had it going on pretty good? No, nah, you you got to get him out of there. That's crazy. Um, I turned on the end of the game, and I was kind of going back and forth, and I looked, and I, I thought they had it wrong when, I, when they showed 150 pitches up there. I'm like, that can't be right. <laughs> and uh, so we ended up with 156, but – you know, he's a college kid. Of course he wants to stay in the game. The coach has to be the one to say, look, no, no, no. You know, you've got a future. I mean, he's a kid that was drafted. Um, probably going to get drafted again. You know, he's he's a lefty, 90, 93 miles an hour. I want to say they said on the broadcast that in the first inning he was 91 to 92, and in the last inning he was 91 to 92 velocity. Hmm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, that's. That's too many pitches, though. What, what do you keep your kids at? What's what's a what's a max out for a kid? I'm, I'm sure it does vary somewhat by player, but what's the most you've ever let a kid go in youth baseball? Oh, in youth baseball, we don't shoot. We'll go 70, 70 pitches. You know, it depends on if it's a – are you a max effort kid or are you smooth? So, um, you know, there's a, there's a player that's playing at UCA right now, Walker Emmel, right-handed pitcher. He's a max effort guy. Every pitch he throws is max effort, real quick arm, violent delivery. But then you have your smooth guys that are that are nice and smooth, kind of like uh, Will McIntyre. Those guys can throw more pitches. Your violent guy can't throw as much. Hmm. Um, the harder you go, the harder you're throwing, typically the more violent the action is, so you limit those guys. That lefty last night, had a pretty violent, like his elbow, you could see his elbow really snap back and his arm lay back. That lay back is what puts the extra stress on the elbow. And I don't know, man, that's a lot of pitches, but I, I keep mine really, really low. On the, I'm probably on the cautious side of it mm-hmm. um, because people don't realize it's not just the pitches that you throw in the game. It's warming up. It's, you know, after you come out of the game, you go out to the field and play. If you're on youth on the youth side of it, so I don't know. I'm probably a little more on the cautious side of it. 
What's uh, as far as breaking balls go? Like when I was a kid, they wouldn't let kids, you know, below a certain age, throw much in the way of breaking balls. Do you have any issues with that, or do you have a place where you like to start them on that? Okay, so there's a thing called a slip pitch. It's a little league curveball. You throw it kind of like you throw it. It's, it's almost identical to a football. So you never see a quarterback with uh, um, Tommy John surgery because that throwing motion actually puts less strain on the arm than throwing like a fastball. Hmm. So we teach our kids what's called a, a slip pitch. You grab it like you would a football. And you just throw it similar to a football, and it kind of tumbles. You can teach a kid at a young age how to throw that pitch. And that's what I do with our kids, is our younger kids. It's kind of an introduction to a curveball. And if you ask, like, your orthopedic guys, they'll say that that puts less strain on the arm than a fastball. Hmm. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, the old thing used to be you can't throw a curveball until you can shake. But now we, technology's come a long way, and we know, we know better than that. So we got a handful of teams that have punched their tickets. TCU, the team that put Arkansas out, is in. Florida is in. LSU knocked off Kentucky yesterday. They've moved on. Or Roberts will be the little team that could, unless I guess Southern Miss maybe gets in, although Southern Miss certainly has a pretty good uh, longstanding baseball tradition. Wake Forest was dominant in its couple of wins over Alabama and then Virginia. So uh, give me a couple, three teams you like potentially to get deep into the World Series. Well, I tell you, I, I guess I'm jumping on the, the Wake Forest bandwagon. I realize they were good, that good, so I watched them. Boy, they've got their pitching staff's good, their lineup's good. They're uh, they're they're the team to beat, and you know I know everyone says the one seed can't win it, um, you know since 1999 I think, but I tell you Wake Forest is is going to be tough to beat. Um, LSU I hate to say it, uh, the way they score runs, of course I don't think they're going to score as many runs at Charles Schwab Field. That's a big yard, mm-hmm. so a lot of those home runs they hit are going to be out there. So. I don't know, but um, Wake Forest is really good right now. So, and you know what, Florida, I think they they they'll play well in that bigger field. So, yeah. you know, I, I guess if you're asking me, those are probably two of the top teams. Um, Tennessee, if they get in with their pitching staff, they could go a long way. But the, the problem with Tennessee is they kick the ball around a lot. They mm. they make errors, they make stupid mistakes on the bases, um, but they've got dominant pitching. So if they get in, they could. They could make a run, Bob. I want to look Who ahead. Pick? Yeah, I, I said the same thing. I, I like Florida. I've liked the way they've been playing for a while, and uh, LSU. The job that Wes Johnson's done the last four six weeks, he, he's uh, fixed the bullpen. It was a mess, <clears throat> and they found an, an, another two starters. And so I got to put them in the conversation. I wrote them off earlier this year because the pitching was so bad. I mean, it was it, the bullpen was horrible, but it's that's not the case anymore. My rooting interest will be Oral Roberts and Southern Miss if they get in. What about TCU? Are y'all pulling for TCU at all? I'm not pulling against them, and it would, certainly would help you as an Arkansas fan salve the wound a little bit if they end up being the best team in the land at the end of the day. Well, you know – you and I talked about it last week, uh, Justin. The way they played, I, I, the way they played when they came in here. I mean, they were a team that was going to win it all. You know, Indiana State quieting their bats down a little bit. They're still a good team, though. I just don't know if they have the pitching to hold up. Um, I just don't know, but uh, they're they're a good team. They really are. That came up earlier. We had a caller. Um, and, and I think it was something Mike Irwin had said that he didn't like uh, about the TCU fans. And I texted Mike, and Mike said he didn't like the way the TCU fans were celebrating 16, 17, 18, 19, 20th run in Fayetteville. Um, 
It's not, that sounds like a Mike Irwin like, thing. Didn't handle it with class, you know. You you got this. You got this done. All right, enough's enough. Uh, did you have a problem with the fans, TC fans? Uh, you know, I didn't see anything that bothered me, but I've got the headset on, so I'm not really, you know, I can't really hear what's going on over in that section of the, the stands. But I like the way the guys played the game. You know, if you watch the, if you watch the LSU game, you you want to vomit because of some of the stuff that they were doing. Um, versus versus Kentucky, um, I thought they came out and they just beat us the right way. I didn't see guys do anything on the field. I can't speak for the fans. All I know is what I saw on the field, and I thought they played the game the right way. I thought Kurt Sarlow said all the right things in the post game interview. I thought the players said the right thing. Um, so I got no problem with anything they did. I, I can't stand watching LSU and, and Tennessee and some of the crap they do though. So. I don't know. I, I didn't nothing. Nothing they did bothered me, but but I wasn't in the stand, so I don't know. But you know what? Think about Razorback fans. If we're playing at TCU, if we score twenty something runs, we're gonna be calling the hogs yep. every time we score a run. No I mean, what's the difference? Yeah, you know? I, I think that's sour grapes. Uh, I respect Mike. I like Mike, but that's I don't know. That doesn't bother me. Uh, we're talking about the Carpenter, brought to you by Johnson's Home Center here on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. So the Arkansas baseball makeup and what's returning for sure, or at least we think is returning, um, and then obviously the you know the freshman class remains to be seen after the draft. But I, I got to think uh, we're in pretty good shape when you look at the nucleus, assuming the guys that can come back will come back. Oh, we're in good shape, fellas. Hopefully some of those uh, those highly touted freshmen will get here on campus. They'll, get, they'll make it through the draft. Uh, you know we'll be in the portal. Um doing some of that. They do a real good job bringing in Juco guys as well, but I like what we have coming back. I mean, pitching-wise, that's going to be in good shape. I think we're going to lose Hunter Holland, unfortunately. Um, I don't see Josenberger coming back. I don't see Borson coming back, but um, but we got, we're, we've got we got some guys coming in, so we're, we're going to be we're in good shape. We're not rebuilding. We're just going to reload again and make another run at it, and you know, hopefully next year we'll have a little better luck. I mean, you look at all the injuries we had, and I know that's all we've talked about all year, but, I mean, it's a fact. And they overcame all those, but it became glaringly obvious at the end of the season, you know, how short we were in that in the, in the, in the bullpen. A couple of years ago, uh, we lost Charlie Welch to the draft. Kind of, you know, I was kind of thinking, he'll, he'll be back. That's a great place to start. You know, this guy's clutch hitter. And I, I, get the, I don't get the vibe. I, I have a worry about Peyton Holt. Could he go the draft? You think, or could we get him back? Yeah, I think Peyton Holt's coming back. I, I don't, I don't see him going. They would. I mean, there's only 20 rounds in the draft. I don't know. They could offer him something as a free agent, but I think he loves being a Razorback. I think he wants to come back here and play a full season, and so I, I, I don't see him going this year. What's another position for him? If, if Stovall comes back, the labrum's good, he's your second baseman, what else could Holt play? Holt can play third. You know, or, you know, he could play left field. He could, he could play a, he could play a corner alpha. So, look, Peyton Holt, to me, is a baseball player. I think you could put him in a uniform and put him anywhere on the field, and he'd do a good job. You could even put him at shortstop. Now, you know, is he a true shortstop? No. But I think he's just a baseball player. You can put him anywhere on the field. I, I think he'd play a good third base for us. Is there a high school kid you're you're kind of itching to keep, hoping that you know that he'll uh, turn down the money and come to Arkansas? Yeah, the the, the big third baseman out of Florida is supposed to be really good. Um, 
he's a guy that I really hope we get here on campus. But you know, we're going to end up with Caleb Cowley back. I don't, I don't see Cowley going in the draft. I don't think he'll sign. So, you know, you 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 can move guys around. You can move you can move Cowley over to first. Um, I don't know. We're, there's a lot of options, but but the the third baseman out of Florida. Um, he's projected to go high in the draft, so I don't think we're going to get him. But he's a—I mean—he's a stud. He's a real deal. So he—he's a guy that come in kind of like a Caden Wallace and play as a freshman. What do you see as the priorities position-wise if they got to go out and get somebody? Yeah, we need a. I love Parker Rowland, but we—you know—we need another catcher. Um, I don't know if Hudson Polk will be back or not. I think that's important. Um, and then, you know, still keep loading up on pitching. I mean, you saw this year what can happen with the pitching. You've got to go out and get as many good arms as you can get. And uh, just in case we have the injuries like we did this year. But, uh, you know, the outfielders, I mean, we're it's, it's kind of crazy. You look at what we're going to have to replace in the outfield. We're going to have to go out and get a couple. I see us bringing in another guy kind of like a uh, – uh, Jared Wagner type guy, a veteran outfield guy out of the portal. That's something that we need—a big bat in the middle of that lineup. And maybe two, because they're going to lose all three of the outfielders. Yeah, if we lose, especially if we lose, you know, it'd be nice if Fabian came back um, or Borson, just one of those two. But I don't see it happening. I mean, I really, Fabian helped his draft stock in the regional. He had a really good regional. Borson came on his. You know, took some better swings. He was kind of struggling there for a while, but you know, they they know what they're both capable of. So, there's a chance we can get one of those guys back, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're both. I think they're both going to get enough money to go. Talking about the carpenter on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Let me ask you about a couple more guys, and we'll let you get out of here. Um, does it help Diggs from a professional standpoint to play a position versus DHing? And what do you expect from McLaughlin next year? Yeah, Diggs is he will probably be the right fielder next year. Um even if Borson came back, I think they'd move Borson to left and Diggs to right. And that'll definitely help his draft status because he can you know, they know he can hit. I mean the the guy's the guy's a good, just a pure hitter. Um now on on McLaughlin, you know, maybe the D H next year. He can also play you gotta remember McLaughlin won a gold glove as a third baseman in junior college. I mean, so he can pick it. I just don't know with his knee. You know, if his knee gets healthy, because his lateral movement isn't very good right now. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have much range, but he could play He could play a corner spot in the infield. If not that, it, it'd have to be uh, have to be probably DH because he doesn't move well enough to play the outfield. But, but McLaughlin can swing it. I mean, we saw what he's capable of this year, so that's a bat that we definitely have to have in the lineup next year. Which freshman pick, pitcher do you think makes a, a big move and is a, a contributor next year? Well, I, I still like Gage Wood. I think Gage is going to end up being a starter. And, you know, he's got three or four pitches he can throw. Um, I like him a lot. I still like Christian Fouts. Guy throws 97-98 with a nasty splitter. He needs to develop that slider. He could be our closer next year. Um and then look, I've been I've been high on Ben Bybee all year just because of the way Ben carries himself. I mean, he doesn't act like a freshman. He's a big body kid. He's still going to add some miles per hour. He's throwing ninety four, ninety five right now. He could come in next year throwing ninety seven, ninety eight. Any of those three guys could make a big jump next year and and really be a force. But 
the, the guy, I, I love Christian Fouch. I, I think he's going to be a big-time guy at the end of our bullpen. Hopefully hopefully he'll figure it out. Put all, it all, it, A lot of it's mental right now with him just getting the confidence back. But the guy's got great stuff. I'm going to end on Hagen Smith, our guy. Uh, we we were just talking about he got a, a, invited to the Olympic trial or the U.S. Uh, Team USA trials. Uh, I, I I think if this guy takes another step forward, I mean, I mean he's your front, he's an ace. You know, he's a guy that's just a lockdown. You know, an All American again, an All SEC type pitcher. What, what kind of ceiling do you see on on uh, Hagen Smith? Uh, he's he's going to pitch in the big leagues probably for a long time. I mean, Hagen. Uh, you know, Hagen, Hagen showed what he was made of this past weekend. You know, he struggled uh, the first game against TCU, came back, uh, was a different pitcher the next day. Uh, he's got elite stuff. You know, you just think about him and Brady Tiger as two of our starters next year. You know, one of them Friday, one of them a Saturday guy. That's that's two pretty good pretty good starters we've got right there. So, uh, But on Hagen... Um, I think I think we're going to see really good things from him. We'll see the best of him next year. Um, I just hope he stays healthy. I hope if he comes to USA, they don't throw him too many pitches, and he gets a chance to rest a little bit, add a little bit of strength, and then uh, come back next year ready to deal. All right, Bubba, great stuff. Thank you, buddy. All season long, really, really good. And uh, I'm going to ink you. I already told Hagen we're going to get him back next year too. So I want to ink you in for another. Run with us, thanks to Johnston's Home Center again next season. So, uh, unless something significant changes, we need to get you back next year. It was a lot of fun this year. Yeah, that sounds good. I appreciate Johnston Home Center, you know, doing this. And uh, you guys, man, I enjoyed it. Um, hopefully, next year we'll be talking on into the to the end of June, though. So, uh, kind of sucks that it's over, but you know, I'll say one more time: we we ran into a team that's really hot. Um, we're better than TCU. They were just better than us last weekend. That's it. And that's that's the name of the game. And uh, hopefully next year uh, we'll keep playing a little bit longer because I think uh, I think we're we're really close to winning the whole thing. Mark it down now. Believe me later. First stakes on me <laughs> in right. Omaha next year, Bubba. Awesome. I'm going to hold you to that, Justin. Very good. I guess we'll have to bring Phil All along right. too. But. Yeah, yeah, we got to throw him. In. We got to throw a stake at Phil too. So I appreciate you guys though all season. Enjoyed it, and uh, y'all take care. Go on. Very good. Thanks, Bubba. See you, Bubba.